there's the fanfare. That means it's time to go to the movies with our reviewer in-house. He is Matt O'Lean. Matt, welcome back to Main Street. Thanks, Craig. Of course, Matt, this is a genre that I'm not going to pay attention to, <laughs> but I know that, that some of our listeners really like oh, it. Yes. I'm not a fan of these horror movies, but it is Halloween time. This movie is The Exorcist Believer. Matt, it's hard for me to contemplate that The Exorcist itself hit theaters 50 years ago. Is this version just a remake? No, it's a sequel. This is a direct sequel to the original film. Now, there's been a lot of Exorcist films in between, some horribly bad, like The Exorcist II Heretic with Richard Burton. This is marketing itself as a direct sequel because Ellen Burstyn is back in the role of Chris McNeil, 90-year-old Ellen Burstyn, looking terrific, back as Chris McNeil, who, who she played the mother in the 1973 film, uh, whose daughter, Reagan, McNeil, played by Linda Blair, is possessed by a demonic spirit. Uh, most people have seen the original film. By this point, I, w- I would think it's it's part of our it's part of our culture. It's part of what ha- what happened after. It's like the the grandfather, the godfather of all like modern horror movies. So now we have fifty years later. Chris McNeil is an older woman, and there's another child that is being possessed by some kind of demon. So. David Gordon Green is the director of this film. He did the Halloween reboots recently with Jamie Lee Curtis, and he directed Pineapple Express, which doesn't quite fit with these other horror films. I'll get to the David Gordon Green connection to William Friedkin, who directed the original film, a little later in the review, and it's kind of funny. But anyway, in this plot, Leslie Odom Jr. plays a father. So Leslie Odom's character seeks out Ellen Burstyn's character because who else in the world has written about an exorcism of their child. Well, Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn, has. So he's going to try to see if she can help him uh, along the way with uh, curing his daughter. Played wonderfully by Lydia Jewett. Her and her friend, they traipse off into the woods one day, and all heck breaks loose. The, The kids are not the same when they return and spirits are being possessed, and what's going on, and we're going to need to do an exorcism again. Well, in the plot, as you see from the trailer, uh, he enlists the help of Ellen Burstyn's character, because in the ensuing years, Craig, she's written a book called A Mother's Explanation, where she writes a book about what happened to her daughter, Reagan, with the possession of the demon in 1973. So he seeks her help, and that's really where the film goes from there. I basically went to this movie to see 90-year-old Ellen Burstyn, uh, who's who's really good in the role, and it's good to see her back. Also, Tubular Bells, the instrumental music from the original is back. They use it again, the Mike Oldfield hit from 1973. But overall, I would say this is a paint-by-numbers horror film. It is hard to replicate, Craig, the shock of the 1973 film because we've seen it all, right? In the last 50 years, we've seen knockoffs of The Exorcist and Friday the 13th and The Omen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for this film to be to look even remotely original or remotely good compared to the original is almost impossible to do because you can never replicate how shocked theater goers were in 1973 to Linda Blair's head spinning around and doing awful things with a crucifix to herself and vomiting this and that all over the room, and Max von Sydow was the priest trying to exercise her. And so this is really paint by numbers. I would say the film builds, of course, to the exorcism. We know that's happening from the trailer, but it doesn't build anything substantive. I was underwhelmed by the exorcism scenes. The makeup is great. They really do a good job with the makeup on the, on the teenage girls, but 
Overall, I just think it's it's not a good film. It's not a bad film. It's somewhere in between. It doesn't really do anything except to watch Ellen Burstyn. There is a surprise twist at the end of the film. You need to go see it. It did make $27 million at the box office, so not bad. Its real competition is this weekend against the Taylor Swift movie. That's the real foe. But overall, I would say it's in the middle, leaning toward not very good. It just doesn't do anything new for the horror genre, Craig. I think the benchmark for a sequel to a famous horror movie remains Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep, which is the 40-year-after sequel to The Shining. Mike's been to the Fargo Film Festival three times. I know that means I'm biased, but Dr. Sleep was a really good sequel to The Shining with Ewan McGregor growing up as Danny. This is not going to fall into that category of of, of a worthy sequel to The Exorcist. Matt, did you think this movie tried to be too scary? You said that The Exorcism itself maybe wasn't carried off as well as in the first movie? Uh, here's what I think, Craig. It, it is, it, it's as scary as any other horror film. The problem is we've seen it all before now. Okay, so remember when I said it's hard to replicate the shock value of the 1973 film? We've seen so many movies since then. It's like, I know how movies are made. Orson Welles once said he lost his love for the movies once he started making them because he knew how they were made. And he could, he, could, he could watch a movie and imagine the director saying, cut. And I know how all the stitching is done. And so I know when the shocks are coming. There's two really big shocks in the movie. I saw them coming. And so I've seen it all before, so nothing can shock me anymore. So you can try to make this as scary as you want, but you can never replicate Max von Sydow, you know, hanging over Linda Blair with the crucifix, trying to get the devil out of her. It, it'll, it'll never happen again because... It's the spark of inspiration that can't be duplicated. Even, I'm sure, with the advances in cinematography that are available now that weren't available then, everything that you just said just rings kind of dull, it sounds to me, in a horror movie, if you if yeah. you will. And Friedkin, in the original, William Friedkin, who passed away this summer, was able to do a lot of the effects in the original Exorcist without much... There was no CGI in 1973, so it's that much more shocking. You know, in, in Reagan's bedroom in the original film, there's breath coming out of the actors' mouths because they had that room refrigerated to 20 below. So the actors are cold. They're freezing in, in that scene. And so that's that's the amazing thing about that. Uh, it's just it's hard to replicate. It's hard to shock people anymore, and it just doesn't do the sequel bit like Dr. Sleep. But I loved seeing Ellen Burstyn. I loved seeing the two, hearing the tubular bells theme again, and I loved the surprise ending. And let me say, there's another twist here. William Friedkin, when he found out David Gordon Green was going to make this this movie, was not happy. Friedkin could be Friedkin famously could be kind of a curmudgeon about things. I want to say that to my listeners, but he said because he hated the Halloween reboots, he hated Pineapple Express, he said, if if David Gordon Green makes a sequel to my movie, I will possess him and haunt him when when I'm dead. So (laughs) William Friedkin, in one of his (laughs) last interviews... Exorcist 3 is coming down the line. William Friedkin, in one of his last interviews, has promised to make David Gordon Green's life hell from the dead. So the... The crazy stuff of making that movie continues to Friedkin believing that he can haunt David Gordon Green from the grave. I don't know if that's happening right now. We'd have to ask David Gordon Green if he feels William Friedkin is inside of him right now. (laughs) 
Matt, what's next? What's coming up? Is it Taylor Swift next week? It, it might be Taylor Swift, but it also might be director Rebecca Miller's She Came to Me, which opens at the Fargo Theater uh, tomorrow, and I might see that. That stars Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage. And then October 20th, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Scorsese movie, and October 27th, The Holdovers with Paul Giamatti, and that is director um, Alexander Payne's new movie. So that's what's coming. Time for trivia, okay. Matt. The original Exorcist was nominated for a whole slew of Academy Awards, and it won two. What did it win? Best Sound and Adapted Screenplay. Correct, Matt. Is that right? Okay. And we've been to the movies with Matt Oline.